Welcome, magical souls, to a world where the extraordinary becomes possible and the ordinary transforms into the magical. I'm Nina, your guide on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment. This is the place where we will talk about all things magical and practical that can help you unlock your inner alchemist. As an energy healer, artist, and someone who's been on my own healing journey, I'm dedicated to understanding the many ways we can shift to transform our lives, and this is what I like to call fierce inner alchemy. Before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, are you ready to dive deeper into your inner alchemist? Do you ever feel like you're coming up against a wall and you just don't know how to get through it? Well, I have an amazing new meditation that's designed to help you unlock those limiting beliefs and remove those barriers so that you can open the door to a life filled with possibilities. This powerful meditation will lead you through the layers of your consciousness helping you identify and release those pesky beliefs that may have been limiting your growth and happiness. And you can access this meditation for free on my website, fierceinneralchemy.com slash meditation. It's also linked in the note. Now, if you're ready to go even deeper and take your journey of transformation to the next level, you can work with me. I can help guide you on your journey to unlock the innate healing ability within you. And that's the ability that's within all of us. So together we can use energy healing to release imbalances, eradicate limiting belief systems, and let go of stuck energy that may be keeping you in place. When you work with me, we'll tap into the powerful energy fields within you and around you, harnessing them to heal you because it's all available to you. Imagine breaking free from the constraints of the past, your past traumas, and really embrace a future where you are the master of your destiny. That future can start today. So if it's time to take your journey to the next step and you're interested in working with me, please reach out. You can learn more at fierceinneralchemy.com. In today's episode, I'm joined by Joy Woodward. Joy is an internationally acclaimed numerologist, reader, healer, the founder of Joy of Numerology and best-selling author of A Beginner's Guide to Numerology. With her expertise, she is revolutionizing our understanding of the mystical language of numbers and has empowered thousands, including celebrities and influencers, to optimize personal performance, ignite soul-aligned connections, and overcome barriers to success. She's been featured in Women's Health, Daily Alm, and Well and Good. Joy brings a fresh and modern perspective to numerology. Her dynamic personality and, t- and intuitive insights have made her a sought-after expert in the field. Joy lives in Edmonton, Alberta with her husband and dog, Wolfgang, where her intuitive readings continue to transform lives. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hi, Joy. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. I am so excited to talk about numerology and you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Okay. I'm I'm an accidental numerologist, I guess I would say. I had a long corporate career working for some very large Fortune 500 company. And um, the universe had other plans and I got redirected. So... Uh, I never, I never set out that I was going to be a numerologist, but that was almost 15 years ago. And since then, I've, I've written a best-selling book, The Beginner's Guide to Numerology. I have clients from all over the globe, international celebrities. Um, it's really just been an amazing career, and I, I am just, I feel so blessed because I absolutely love what I do. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds so interesting. How do how does one become an accidental numerologist? Well, I I had a reading and it was it was interesting and I felt validated. I just kind of felt seen. Uh, she told me some things that really explained why I kept having the same patterns come up, why the same type of experience just showed up in different forms with different people. And I felt so validated. So I immediately left that reading and went to the bookstore and bought a bunch of numerology books and uh, started to to just really educate myself on, on all things numbers. And so it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of numerology books out there, but a lot of them are contradicting to each other. Uh, they're not well researched. After I wrote my own book, I realized that some of them are just copywriters who <laughs> write numerology books. So I've become quite passionate about saving the sacred science of numerology and getting the right information out there. Uh, in this TikTok kind of culture that we're in right now, it seems that anyone who reads an article on angel numbers or you know, as a reading, now they want to post a video about what numerology is or means. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you, need to, you need to do more research. Wow. So it sounds like if anyone's looking to get into numerology, Joy's book is a great place to start, not other books, just saying. Well, I will say it is a good place to start. It's in 15 different languages. It's, you know, it's, got over 2200 reviews it really has done exceptional but I think it resonates because it makes sense to people and so it is a good place to start yeah I I kind of used it as a party trick and then I had I had a couple friends who started sending me clients and I was like what do you want me to tell these people and they would think to tell them what you what you told me like do what you did for me right and that's how it started and then I um I actually got fired from one of my corporate jobs which was an amazing blessing and then I really honed in my skills that was my seven years so it's the time to become the expert and in my eight years when I I launched the joy of numerology oh my gosh that's so exciting so for those that don't know anything about numerology or maybe they've seen a TikTok or two, can you give us like a basic rundown on the history or whatever we would need to know? Probably, probably ignore whatever you learned on TikTok, but <laughs> it's numerology is a sacred science. It dates back to 500 AD. Uh, Pythagoras, who is the, the same philosopher that brought us, you know, the triangles in algebra and all of all of the math stuff. He's responsible for um, the vibration of music, the scales, all of that was him. And so what we know about him is sort of part legend, part, you know, folklore. We're not really sure because there, his school burnt down in a fire. Like I said, we're going back to 500 AD. And so with that, over time, um, some of some of the information has been pretty you know, polluted. Uh, I have over 60 books on numerology. And so when I go back, the older ones are actually some of the best ones because they weren't, you know, there was no internet to contradict, you know, it had to actually be that sort of sacred knowledge. So those are some of the best books. But uh, 
yeah, overall, it just, it, it talks about the number, um, numbers have vibration. And so everything is energy and numbers give off an energy and they can give you intuitive insights. They can tell you about timing. They can give you auspicious dates. They can predict uh, compatibility. So it really is quite, um, quite fascinating. Wow. That sounds super interesting. So just, I heard you say it shapes too. Does, it, does numerology tie into sacred geometry? It, not necessarily. Well, I mean, all of the, all of the metaphysical um, tools, they're all interconnected. What I talk about a lot with numerology is the flow lines. Okay. So if you look at, at a one, it's like a straight line. And one is a lot of time when that shows up in your chart. They are learning about boundaries. So if you think of the one as sort of a line in the sand, um, but also about getting a backbone, standing up for yourself. If you look at the flow lines of a three, three actually looks like two horseshoes. So three energy tends to be quite lucky, but they're also uh, can be really emotional and they receive energy coming in, but it doesn't really have a way out. And so they have to have that creative outlet, but it's curvy, right? So when you look at, at a four, four is that number that's got a lot of harsh lines. These are the people that like policy and procedure and where's the manager? Like that's four energy. So different numbers have um, different, you know, vibrations, but the flow lines is more of what I would talk about. Even the six looks like a little pregnant person. And that's the number that is the real nurturer. And it's the number of the mother. It's very feminine. It's caring. It rules love, marriage, birth, divorce, death. So all of those things fall under that six energy, but it's very, you know, caring and nurturing. Oh, that's interesting. So when you say our numerology chart, is that just our like life path number or are there other numbers that go into that? Yeah. So when I do, when I do a numerology blueprint is what I call it, I look at seven core numbers. And so that's your life path, which comes from your total date of birth. Then I look at your soul number, which comes from all the vowels in your name. Your personality number is the one that impacts your career a lot and speaks to gifts around career. That one comes from the consonants. Your destiny number is a total of all the letters in your name. And then you've got your birthday number, which is simply the day you were born. Your attitude number, which is the month and day. And that's where I get real time cycles. That's the real predictive part of numerology. So I can look at, at that and tell you what personal year you're in, break that down right to month and day. And that's where it gets really predictive and can give you um, clues to what you could be working on that that will be most downstream for you in this time. So that that's where those are kind of core numbers. Then I look at karmic debt and karmic lessons and at your maturity number. And your maturity number is a combo of your destiny and your life path. And this is something most people hit sort of around 40, 45, by 50, you're usually fully into it. If that number shifts to something that's not present anywhere else in your chart, these are the people that have the full-on midlife crisis. Their personality shifts. They wake up one day and they just want different things. This is where you see a lot of those later in life divorces happen. 
about and things of that nature, just complete reinvention or career change at 50. And so that number can actually tell you quite a bit, depending where you are in your cycle of time. Wow, that is so cool. I did not know that numbers could tell us all that, that it's just amazing. Yeah. So there's a formulas page on my website so people can try and figure them out on their own. It is a good idea to, to have a little more information behind it. But like I be cautious where you research. So yeah, I was actually on your website earlier checking out all my different numbers. So it was <laughs> a very fun exercise. I highly recommend everyone go do it and check out Joy's website. There's a lot of information there. Thank you. I have your profile right here, Nina. Uh oh. <laughs> Do you want to talk about you? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> well, you've got um, a three life path. So that's the one that comes from your total date of birth. You also have a three birthday. And so when you have more than two numbers repeating in your chart, there's an intensity that comes with that. Uh, with the three, they're very creative energy. It's rules communications. And one of the biggest things I find with this number is if they don't have a creative outlet of some form, whether it's singing, dancing, writing, acting, some type of creative outlet, they really don't have great control over their emotions. That's about so, right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times when, when three energy is present, that energy doesn't dissipate or disappear because you don't use it. And so it finds a way out. And so creativity is the sort of natural, um, you know, place it finds, finds an exit, but otherwise it becomes highly, highly emotional or it becomes aggressive. So it's always best to grab yourself a coloring book. <laughs> I actually do have coloring books. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, you have um, a six soul number, which is in harmony with your life path. So when that happens, a lot of times this is where you can find something you're really passionate about and you absolutely love when those two numbers are in harmony. So when you when you hit on this, you'll know. You're like, I've found it. This is my jam, okay? Uh, six energy is very nurturing. They love to be in love. Okay, I think JLo has a six soul number as well. She loves to be in love, right? Uh, but that's that nurturing one. And animals and children are naturally drawn to you. I would say six energy, they either will have a litter of children or no children. So these are the people with really big families or absolutely no families. But then they usually have, have pets and dogs. That's how dogs get dressed in the morning. Six puts an outfit on them. <laughs> I have two pugs and one of them wears a sweater. That's true. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've got a 14-5 personality number. So this is a place where there is a little bit of karmic debt. 14-5 energy wants to teach you about moderation. Fives are all about freedom and adventure. And they're ruled by the five senses. And so when you're ruled by the five senses and you want to taste, smell, hear, see everything, that is where sometimes five energy can get themselves in a little bit of trouble and addictions can can become an issue. And they're not always, um, you know, in the traditional ways we think of addictions through substance or alcohol. 
a lot of times it's screen time, shopping, sugar. There's so many different ways it can show up. Um, but when you have that present, I know that you're going to learn about addictions from both sides. So you, you're going to learn what it's like to love someone with an addiction, and then you'll learn what it's like to handle your own. And then you've got an 11 to destiny number and 11 is actually a master number. And so with master numbers, uh, there's there people hear master number and sometimes you can just watch their ego kind of inflate. It's both a burden and a blessing. More is expected of master numbers. They have a special mission or contract uh, when they when they agree to incarnate in this in this earthly form. Uh, 11 twos tend to be a little bit ahead of their time. And so if you think of the 11 as a doorway, they're sort of moving forward. They're paving the way for others. Famous 11 twos would be people like Madonna. Uh, both Obamas are 11 twos. They're, they really do things first, right? Like first cone bras, first singer to sing a boat abortions and virginity, right? Um, you know, in the Obama's first uh, African American couple in the White House. So there's there's always a bit of a, a vibe where they just kind of know what what's coming and they 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 make really good trend forecasters. Okay. And eleven two is the number that rules intuition. So these people make great mediums. They make really good angel communicators. And if they decide to really develop that, uh, a lot of them are quite gifted. You know, Teresa Caputo, Long Island Medium, she has three 11 twos in her chart. So I always go to the numbers to see if I think you're the real deal. If someone tells ah. me, says, oh, I'm a psychic medium, I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> that is actually a, a gift that's been coming online that I'm working on. So well, there'll be more to come on that, but that's very interesting that it's in the numbers. So yeah. And then I, when I look at your attitude number for you, that's a one. And so with that, um, that puts you, I take that number and I add it to the calendar year. So we are in a universal seven year, uh, two plus zero plus two plus three. And so that gives me an eight personal year for you. So it is very good that you decided to start your podcast now and not next year. The things that happen under an eight year rules business, it's where karma finds balance, where total reversals are possible at any time. A lot of times under an eight year, people find a little bit of fame. Uh, under a nine year, which will be 2024 for you, it doesn't really um, work well with beginnings. You don't want to be launching or starting new things under nine energy. They tend to fizzle out. They don't really get roots. And so under that nine energy, it's more about release, letting go, creating space, doing research, continuing working on things you've already started. But under nine energy, I see all sorts of endings, um, even like miscarriages, divorce things of that nature. Interesting. So if the world, you said the world's at a seven right now. Mm -hmm. So next year, the world's going to an eight. Is that like a good prime time for new beginnings on a global scale? Like, does that apply it, that way? Energy rules business. It also rules finance. It is where karma finds balance. So 
when I'm I'm just started working on my predictions for 2024, I always go back. So I'm looking at what happened in 2006. I'm looking at what happened in 2015. Um, both of those years had major business mergers. I, and there's also things when I say karma finds balance, that's where Volkswagen got busted for their emissions testing. So, you know, and there was a huge financial penalty for them on that. So these are the kinds of global themes I look for to kind of see what kind of year I think 2024 will be. Interesting. So I have a question because I heard like the years go up to nine, but then you said one of my numbers was an 11. So I've heard that before that someone can be at a life path of 11. Um, can you explain like, does it go one to nine and then it jumps to 11? How does that work? So the 11 is the higher uh, vibration of the two. So ultimately, the 11 comes down to a two. There's also master number 22, which comes down to a four and 33, which comes down to a six. So those are just the higher vibration of that number. And just because you hold that number, it doesn't mean you're vibrating high. You have to work at vibration. It's not something that can just be assumed. But it does say that if you can reach that higher vibration, there are there are gifts and rewards that that live there. Okay, so someone can also have a life path of twenty two or thirty three then as well, and then yeah. it's okay. rare for sure. It's rare, but they they do exist. Ah, interesting. I know a couple of life path elevens, and I didn't really know what it meant, but I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> One of the, so that's that's one of the places where I, I find people make mistakes a lot. Like even if if you look at um, something like 1982, when you add it up properly, 1982 actually adds up to a 20. So that wouldn't be a master number. But when people add it, they kind of just, you know, add and reduce, add and reduce as they're going and they end up at an 11. And that gives you do you know what I mean? An inaccurate profile reading. I see it all the time. So if people um, believe they have an 11-2 life path number, um, a lot of ways where I see, I call it fast food numerology or lazy numerology. They just take a birth date. So they add it straight across. So if you're like July 3rd, it's like seven plus three plus one plus nine plus <laughs> they just go straight across. And that gives them different information because if you look at it from a real um, sort of the science of numerology formula, you'd add the month and reduce to a single digit. You'd look at the day separately, add that to a single digit, then look at the year, add that to a single digit, and then you'd add those three up. And very often you get a different number. If you don't do it that way, you can miss karmic debt. You can miss master numbers. So if someone is going to be serious about numerology and it goes beyond a party trick, that's where they want to really learn the proper the proper science behind it and the formulas. Wow, that's so helpful because I know I'm pretty sure I've seen some, they weren't TikToks, but they were reels on Instagram about that, right? Yes, and, I, I struggle. Yeah. I'm not big on doing reels and things. Um is part of my techie challenges I'm working on. But part of me is like, I have to, I have to join TikTok just so I can get the right information out there, just so I can tell people what 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 is accurate. But I'm not 
I, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. And it's working. So yay for that. <laughs> so um, as far as numerology, anything else that you want to share? Like, I think we've talked about me enough. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but in general, if someone's just getting into it or wants to learn more about it. Yeah. One of, one of the most important things that you can know about yourself, I mean, definitely the life path, and that one's easy to figure out. But when you work with the energy and the drumbeat of our of our collective year and how that's going to impact you. So again, you take your day and month of birth and you add it to the calendar year. So if you're if you're going into a one year, this is where you're coming off sort of a year that was likely a little bit painful. Nine energy has a lot of goodbyes, a lot of endings. And that means change. And not every number does well with change. But if you can release and let go and create space for what's coming in, that is truly where the, there's so much room for magic to come in. So under a nine year, you want to make space for things happening in your one year. And then you want to, you know, take all that research you did in your nine year and you can start actioning it. And, um, you know, it's important to know you can save yourself. Like I tell women all the time, like just take your profile down. You're in a nine year. You're not meeting the love of your life this year. Save yourself, right? Um, in a one, two, three cycle, that's a great time to meet someone if someone's interested in romance. And you know, like that making space, super important. So one year you can begin. Two year, there's always going to be a focus on relationships. It's going to teach you about having patience. It's going to teach you about accepting help from other people. Okay? And a lot of times, if it shows up as an 11-2 year, there's going to be an intuitive upgrade that happens during that time. And all of a sudden, you'll notice that you're much more intuitive than you, than you were previously. Three years are what I always call your date with destiny. So you often meet people that kind of change the course of your life. So you're a three. Threes are the great connectors. They always have a referral. They always have a guy. Okay. So if someone compliments you on your hair, you're like, oh, I have the best hairdresser. Like here, you you need to go see her. Or I, you know, you need a painter. My neighbor's a painter. You need an electrician. My brother-in-law is an electrician. You always have a referral. So under a three year, you want to think of the universe as being your connector. So I say this is your year of yes. Accept every invite you get. Get out there. See what the universe wants to introduce to you. Okay, and then under a four year, four years are the ones that are a little bit more structured and disciplined. Okay, they want to teach you how to finish what you start, how to complete things, how to see things through. And also they teach you to release control of outcome. A lot of times in a four year, I see people who you know, really struggle with that, trying to micromanage and control other people or, or things. What you really have control over is your reaction, right? So that's what you need to focus on. But four years also deal with the medical system. If we look back to 2020, that, you know, all, all the COVID lockdowns and everything, 2020 was a universal four year. We, we all were dealing with the medical system. 
Um, and then five years bring change, shift, like I said, freedom, adventure. They can be dramatic. They can be chaotic. Sometimes people are really accident prone under five energy. So with that, you just, again, you're responsible for your reaction. That's what you can control. So you've got to learn to sort of ebb and flow. Five is really expect the unexpected, but it's a great time to travel. It's a great time for self-promotion. Um, I wrote my book under my five year, JK Rowling's of the five. They're great storytellers. Uh, they, they have just that sense of adventure. And then six energies where a lot of times you'll see people highly fertile, right? That's where you might have a baby. It's also where people a lot of times meet a soulmate or a love interest. So six energy deals with the complete cycle of life, birth, death, marriage, divorce, it deals with your home, your pets, your family. It also rules beauty. So all of that is under six energy. And then seven is about self-care. It's kind of a reclusive year where you maybe feel a little less social. And so under seven energy, you want to make sure that you are, you know, just paying attention to what your needs are. You are kind of reading a lot, doing the research. It rules metaphysics. So this is where a lot of people have their dark night of the soul, where they get into meditation or yoga. Habits that start under seven energy actually have the best chance of sticking. So if anyone's looking to have a lifestyle change, under seven energy is where it can stick. Seven also rules the legal system. So I know my husband, when he was in his personal seven year, he got called for jury duty. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> right? And then um, your eight year is the one that rules finance and business. A lot of times I see people get promoted under an eight year. It, it's where karma finds balance. And so if you're a good person, good things will happen. If you're shady, then you know, buckle up, you're in for a bit of a ride. So eight energy is probably one of the most misunderstood numbers. I know a lot of times people talk about changing their address on their the energy that's being brought into their house. And they, they go, oh, I want money, I'm going to change it to an eight. That can actually cause you expense. It does if it doesn't naturally match places in your chart, eight energy could be very toxic to you. And now you could be fighting a lot or, you know, experiencing just really big highs and lows. So like I said, eight energy often very misunderstood, but in an eight year, it's not a time necessarily to set huge get ahead financial goals, but financial stability goals. And I, I've seen people go bankrupt. I've seen people have lottery wins. So you can experience both under that eight energy. That is I think. <laughs> yeah. And then your nine year, we we touched a bit uh, at the beginning. That's the one where it's really about learning forgiveness, letting go. And it's digital cl clutter, uh, physical clutter, emotional clutter. Got to deal with all of it. Make space. Time to clean up so then you can start the cycle again. Yeah. And so then from there, it goes down to your personal month. And then I actually go right down to the personal day on my calendars. And so depending what you 
what you want to accomplish. It's really good for people who are sort of self-directed. It can give you a little bit of focus. I make my, you know, if I have a customer service issue or something, I'll make that call on an eight day because I want a reversal or I want something done about it. Right. And I've had amazing success. Uh, I get my hair cut on six days. If, if there's some kind of policy or, you know, something, you know, speak to the manager, you can do that on a four day travel on a five day. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds like there's endless ways to kind of integrate this. It is endless. <laughs> and fun, it sounds like as well. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you do personal personal numerology calendars. Is that where you calculate the months and the days for your clients? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So there's, I mean, everyone, there's nine attitude numbers. So... I have them for all the attitude numbers. And so basically, if you follow that, it gives you your personal year, and then it breaks it right down to the month and to the day, and you can follow it. And, you know, what I recommend for people is just make a little note in on your calendar every day about something significant that happened, and you'll find your own theme, right? Because everybody relates to the numbers a little bit differently based on your own chart. If you have a completely creative chart, you might find, you know, five, seven energy quite toxic, right? If you have a chart that's all business, like two, fours and eights, you might find creative energy days are really difficult for you, right? Because you, you have to kind of approach things in a different manner. So just make a little note on the calendar in the day, and then you'll start to see a theme unfold. Like, wow, I am really lucky on three days. Or I am, you know, I always have exceptional opportunities come to me on three days, right? Things of that nature. So you can start making your own little little chart. Or I super am in a bad mood and get into it with people on five days. What is my problem? Right? Five days I need to stay in stay indoors. I need to not interact with people if I can avoid it right? Whatever it is. But you can kind of notice how your mood shifts with the days too. I love that. That's such a powerful tool for self-introspection. So it's not just the numbers aren't just black and white. You have to like really tune in and you can kind of read what they actually mean to you in your day to day. Yeah. And this is this is where a lot of a lot of numerology goes off the rails because they think it's one static thing. Like Angel numbers are such a big thing. I probably have an interview for angel numbers at least every other week. And so they're like, oh, tell us about this number. And it's like, well, if you see 777, that's a spiritual number. Yes, your angels are around you. It adds up to a three. Three is lucky. So that's where you get the lucky sevens from. But at the same time, I have one client. Her father's birthday is July seven. And he was born under a seven year. And so for her, seven, seven, seven means something very different than it does to someone else, right? It's a real personal connection. So with that, you always want to pay attention to what it means to you. So what's interesting about the angel numbers is that like you see these infographics on Instagram, right? And it's like, this is what that means. But I'm kind of aligned with you because I know I'll see certain numbers and it it's somebody's birthday, 
right? Like your client or it means something else. So again, it's like we can't look to Instagram or TikTok to go, okay, this is what this means for me. And I think that's just a great message to give everybody, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's not universe. I mean, there are certain things like one, two, three, if you see one maybe, you know, someone with a January 23rd birthday, but also it means progression, right? Something moving forward. So if it means something different, if you're in the middle of a house sale, will it move forward? And you see one, two, three repeatedly, I would say that's a good indication that you're going to be moving forward with your deal. But someone else who's, you know, looking to get a promotion and they see one, two, three, it's going to mean that there's progression. But I would say that means there's more steps, that there's more things that have to happen before you'll realize it. Mm. So it's, you know, it means something different to everyone looking at it. But you always want to look at what it totals. So like one, two, three adds up to a six. I know there are our last day of the year, the date actually is, you know, 12, 31, 23, one, two, three, one, two, three. And so I've been asked about that quite a bit. What does that mean? Right. And I think it means there's progress, but it's sort of that movement into the new year that it, it, there's a bigger shift than maybe we generally see at the end of the year. Interesting. So are there any big numbers that pop out in 2024 since we're only a couple months away? Well, eight, the, the whole year is an eight year and that's about balance. I really, really want people to find balance in 2024. So whether that's between your spiritual and material world, between work and home, between spending and saving, all of that needs to find balance right? And that's where people will truly find their magic. We have a lot of people in this seven year who hit that, I'm quitting my job, I'm becoming a life coach. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that this year. And I think that's fabulous that people are are finding their way and realizing they're done with the hamster wheel. Like, are we just here to consume and spend and sleep and go to work? Like, it truly can feel like a hamster wheel. And so a lot of people did have that spiritual awakening under the seven energy. And now they're looking to start their own businesses. So I think you'll see a lot of that under eight energy. That's exciting. And then so 2025, the nine year, does that mean we're going to be letting go of things on a global level? It's, I always say when a nine year comes, nothing looks the same after it. So our last nine year was 2017, or sorry, 2016. And that was the big U.S. election between Hillary and Donald Trump. And I said it wouldn't look the same going forward because either you were going to have, you know, someone who's not your typical politician in charge of the country or you're going to have our first woman president, right? So I knew that that election moving forward, that it just was not going to look the same. (laughs) Well, I think we could hear that nine year, right? Yeah. Wow. So we have a year to get ready for something that won't look the same. Yeah. But if if you look at Donald Trump's personal chart, he's actually in a personal nine year right now. And so there's some big, harsh endings for him. Right. And his legal troubles would have started under his seven year, which, you know, two years ago. 
that's when they started bringing charges and you know things of that nature his eight year was kind of a karmic reckoning right with people cutting deals and pleading and you know all sorts of stuff you know with january 6 and things and so now he's in a nine year three months of that left um in your one year it's not necessarily all about new beginnings there's also cleanup so if you didn't release or let go of what you needed to there's cleanup so you always have the chance to give it up on your own but the universe doesn't negotiate so it will it will take it whether you're ready to give it up or not one is one is less painful ah uh, okay so it's uh, just like anything we have to when it's time to surrender just give in and surrender before the universe forces it well you can wait I, there's always a flick and a slap before the real you know breakdown so if you pay attention to the flicks and and the and the slaps the spiritual two by four is is not necessary right so it's totally up to you how you're going to navigate that people have choice but they don't have a choice if they keep it or not the universe wants it it takes it exactly and it's just making room for something better right like yeah well, it's to come in. It, whenever anything leaves, like when people, you know, they're devastated, they lost their job. It's replaced with something better. It's a redirection, right? When I got fired, it was awesome. Like, it was, you know, now I'm a neurologist. Now I've written a book. I could, I could never have imagined this life if that job hadn't been taken from me. Yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here. We would not. How freaking cool. <laughs> totally. And I've met so many amazing people that I would never have met under other circumstances. That's so awesome. Well, where can everybody find you? I'm joyofnumerology.com is my website. And it's how you find me on Instagram or Facebook as well. And yeah, everything's under Joy of Numerology. Awesome. Or Joy. Yeah. Well, I'll link everything in the show notes for everybody. I'm so happy that you joined me today and we were able to have this conversation. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Wow. What an amazing conversation with Joy. It was truly amazing to have her on the podcast. So we delved deep into the world of numbers and their profound impact, not only on our personal lives, but also global events. So before we head out, let's go over a few big takeaways key takeaways that I took from this discussion. I did not, I had no idea about the depth and the utility of numerology. Joy illuminated how the um, origins of numerology are ancient, tracing it all the way back to around 500 AD. She showcased numerology as a sacred science that not only helps us understand the vibration and energy of numbers, but also practical ways to apply it. So, this includes using numbers for gaining intuitive insights, predicting compatibility, and identifying dates, um, which really makes numerology a powerful tool in everyday life. So we also talked about personal growth through numerology. And Joy explained the concept of a numerology blueprint. And you got to hear some of my blueprint as she reviewed my chart um, in the podcast, which was so insightful for me. So if you are looking to get a chart done with Joy, definitely check her out. A lot of what was no everything she said was spot on for me, um, even the stuff that we didn't that happened after the recording, right? <laughs> so it's just really amazing how these numbers 
the blueprint encompasses our life path, soul number, personality number, and others, right? But they play a significant role in shaping various aspects of a person's life, such as career path, emotional behaviors, even life transitions. And we also gained um, the significant of master numbers, like 11, 22, and 33, and their higher vibrational energy, which was super fascinating. So, and lastly, I thought it was so impactful how we talked about global insights as well as personal cycles, right? It's such a fascinating way that numerology can be used to understand and pr predict global events. As you heard, Joy provided insights on how many of the years that we've had in the last decade were very significant. So, and we can analyze all of those numerolo numerologically, right? So, it's also important, as Joy emphasized, to be aware of personal cycles. Every year we have, we're in a personal year, um, and that can mean different energies for us. So that's a great way to help us navigate through life's changes. Joy's expertise in numerology really provides a unique lens through which we can view our personal journeys and larger world events. So by aligning and understanding the energy of numbers, we can balance, anticipate changes, and harness the transformative power of numerology in our lives. So if you're looking to find out more about working with Joy, you can check her out at joyofnumerology.com or her book, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Um, so if you found this episode inspiring, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on future episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your own fierce inner alchemy journey, or if you have questions, insights, or stories to share, don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with me on Instagram, my website, fierceinneralchemy.com, or fierceinneralchemy at gmail.com. Remember, the extraordinary is within you, and you have the power to unlock it. This is Nina, your guide, signing off. Stay magical, friends.